Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This is a safe space where mamas can talk openly about their highs and lows of motherhood and to look deeper into who they are as women and their journey into motherhood. We may agree and disagree or cry and laugh, but one thing for sure is we will learn from one another and have a great time. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I have a very special guest on, Rochelle David. Hi, Rochelle. Hi, how are you, Nicole? I'm great. Thank you for coming on and want um, and wanting to share your story and your journey. I, it's very much appreciated. Um, so just quickly, I know from, and refresh my memory, we met through the Natural Birth Work Center, correct? That is correct. We did meet there. Um, we were at a breastfeeding support um, group. Ah, okay. I thought it. I thought it might have been the um, uh, uh, Mindful Mamas Meetup, but it was the breastfeeding support group. Yes, yes, we were at that group, and that's where we met, and we had um, just general conversation initially, and you know, of course, that, that's a great support group because a lot of moms um, that actually birth through that birthing center, it. it provides that support for them after they actually give birth so oh it was a great way to be able to meet each other there oh yeah i agree i think it was excellent excellent as far as um us being able to have that i wish i would have had more opportunity to go to that unfortunately they happened during um work hours and i went back to work just after three months um, but we did connect, we did exchange information and I think we were supposed to meet up one day to go do a play date. Um, and then that never transpired, but you reached out to me on Facebook saying that you wanted to, that you were interested saying, you know, to come on. So I'm so happy that, um, to have you so that you can share, um, what, um, you're passionate about, which is self-care for moms, especially for the postpartum, um, you know, journey. So why don't you tell me and tell all the listeners, Rochelle, a little bit about yourself, how many children you have? Sure. So I have two kids. I have an eight-year-old and I have a son. He's about to be two in a week. Um, so there's like there's an age gap there. Mm. Um, the, the journey to motherhood or, or that elevation to motherhood uh, has definitely been a challenge. Um, you know, you struggle to try and find a balance and so forth, and I'm still working on it. It's, it's a continual uh, process. Project, mm-hmm. Yes, that you have to you have to mindfully work on day to day to be able to be the best mom that you can be, mm-hmm. and then the best self that you can be. You know, um, so that's 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 a work in process. <laughs> um, and then um, career wise, I'm a nurse. Um, by profession, okay. Full time, um, and then from that spiraled out of that, wanting to be better for myself, to be able to be present for those that I serve, my family and my patient population, came um, the connection to self care and wanting to do better with that and help others, help other moms, support them with that self care, being guilt free in doing that self care, taking that time for self. That's awesome. Um, it's something that's I think is very important and something that isn't talked about a lot, especially um, once your your children do come, 
there really is no book on that, right? You know, there's so many books on your what's going to happen to you during pregnancy and what happened during labor and delivery, but no one ever tells you once the baby's here how to kind of navigate through that fourth trimester, fourth trimester and beyond. So um, you having the big age gap between uh, your children, how has that been just quickly just to kind of give um, some feedback into that, then we'll go into, you know, your passion of the self-care and and all of that for moms. But um, how is that like, you know, having the two kids and having that difference? What has, you know, been the challenge with that? So it, it, it's a challenge in a different um, aspect. And unless you're actually, it's like being a mom, unless you're actually a mom, then you can empathize with moms. Of course. And then when you, when you actually have kids and you have them with such an age gap between them, and you're really trying to be present every day, then you realize, oh, wow, this is a whole different the, the, the nature of the beast is com- completely different mm-hmm. because the eight-year-old, what she's requiring from me, you know, the two-year-old is requiring from something completely different. Exactly. And then you're struggling to find that balance to say, okay, now I've given this to you and I'm giving this to the baby. Where, where, where is the time and what do I have left to put in for myself? Of course. And... Is that what kind of prompted, um, I know you had said obviously being a nurse as well, you know, all of that, it seems like a a really good full circle, right? Because I liked how you said in giving your energy to your patients and giving yourself of your patients because that in itself is is a lot, I'm sure, right? Um, Because you have to be really present with them. Especially if you're if you're gonna be a good nurse, you want to be there. You're empath, you know, all all of the emotions of being empathetic and all of that. So tell me, how did it become? How did it become then with you wanting to get into the self-care? Is that something that you went researching on your own? No. So what transpired was after I had my first daughter, my, when I had my daughter, she's the, she's the eldest, the eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a different place in life. You know, in life you go through stages. Um, at that time, I had her, I went back out to work after six weeks. Um, oh, wow. You know, looking for a hospital assistant. I didn't have the option to have maternity leave for three months. So I went back out after six weeks and just trying to figure things out as I went along. My husband was really supportive, but um, my mindset at that time too was, well, I gotta get back out, I gotta work, I have to do this. If I don't do this, then you know I wouldn't be able to help with these bills or whatnot. Sure. By the time the baby came around, I had evolved as a person. I had a much more holistic approach to life. You're talking about your second son by the time you're... you're, you're correct, correct. The baby, gotcha. yes. Yeah. By the time the second one came along, things changed. Um, I didn't necessarily go through um, anything traumatic, but I started to look at life differently. And what brought that about was I was coming off of a shift. I had worked a 12-hour shift in the hospital, which, you know, 12 hours usually turns into 14. I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then I was getting off shift. I got home. I was so exhausted um and at that time my daughter um i got home and she was so excited to see me and i really just didn't have anything left in the tank to give Mm. you know i i was so just drained from the day and i said no something has to change i cannot do this job and still be present when i get home it's not possible yeah um i told myself that that night and i started to put things in place to figure out 
what can I do? How can I transition as a person and as a nurse into a different field than nursing, giving of myself in a different way, but still allowing myself to have time and energy for myself and my kids. So what was your initial... What was your initial, um, I guess, um, I don't know the correct term for it, but in nursing, what was your, I guess, dedicated, uh, were you a registered nurse, you know? Specialty, yes, registered nurse. Um, I worked on a post-surgical floor. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, we got all the patients that came up from surgery. Um, interestingly enough, it was a, a woman's unit, um, and we got a lot of people or patients that had hysterectomies. Ah. Another thing that I started to think about, um, and I don't want to ever end up in a state where, or in a, having a condition where, you know, I'm possibly going to have to end up with a hysterectomy. Of course. So that led to a lot of research and a lot of diet changes, um, you know, and, and then things kind of just organically grew from there in terms of what do I want for myself? If I were to have another child, what would be my option? I don't want to go to the hospital route anymore. I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I found out I was like, pregnant with our second child that I did the research, found the birth center, um, you know, and attended the groups and things like that. For your first for your first child, so you went the traditional route in a hospital, but did you were you able to have a vaginal birth or did you need to do a C section? I did the traditional route but um and it was a vaginal birth. Okay. Okay, so this time around, you come, you're pregnant, you're like, look, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to say that you know better, but you kind of like, you do, I think you grow, right? So after having your, yeah, you, you know, if you don't have the knowledge, then you don't know. If you only have knowledge of one aspect, then you're not able to weigh that against other options and determine, okay, you know what, this might be so bad, let me try it. Exactly. So you grew. So after your first child, you grow, you realize, okay, something has to give, right? Because I'm not going to be able to continue on like this. So you have your second child. And then I know you had mentioned, so did you, did you um, change your specialties in nursing? Were you able to do that? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so what happened is um, we ended up relocating to South Florida and um, that presented brand new opportunities. Um, it allowed me to transition into a position where I was spending more time actually coaching patients um, and guiding them through making better and proactive decisions for their healthcare. You know, um, selecting better options as far as diet, better options with medications. Uh, nice. Seeking out alternative therapies, things like that. Okay, so then when did, um, so I know you had reached out to me and you had said that, you know, your passion is helping with self-care with moms. So is that through your, just your profession or are you also doing side things as well with that? Um, So I am doing side things right now because we recently relocated to Mm -hmm. um, Tampa, Florida. I am um, looking for a venue. Um, as you know, in Coral Springs, I did the um, self-care Sundays. With, I partnered with a yoga studio. Yes. Um, Sundays a month, we had self-care sessions where moms would come and they would join us. Um, not necessarily spending the full hour doing yoga, but what we did, we always opened up a conversation. What does self-care mean to you was the question I would pose. And then each person would respond um, specifically as for what the idea of self-care was mm-hmm. to them. Um, and then we went from there um, that opened up with organic conversation and then from there we did um, like usually about 15 minutes of just meditation. Meditation in the sense of we were just laying there 
trying to clear your mind of all the thoughts of, oh, I need to go home. <laughs> I need to wash when I get home. I need to cook dinner. Mm-hmm. Just really trying to have your mind be a blank slate. Sure. To allow for just, just, just positive energy to really flow through your body. Yeah, I remember you had... In- breathing breathing. You had invited me to one of those, or you had said, and I think it was during my son's first year, and that was a really tough year for me. Um, on so many personal levels of just navigating being a first-time mom professionally I had my position was eliminated after coming back to work you know just a few months Um, I had been at the job for seven years like I was just really in like an identity crisis mode Um, so looking back I wish I would have went to something like that but of course you know it is what it is you know I can only do you know with what I'm able to but um, I remember you did reach out and that was something I always kind of had in the back of my mind but then of course life happens and you know you forget um but okay so now you're in tampa so do you still do that in tampa so because i'm new to tampa much i find with um a yoga studio because ideally that to me to me that's the ideal place the other option would be outdoors sure because outdoors allows you to connect with nature outdoors allows you to actually focus when we do that quiet time that time itself you want to spend your time where your mind is, is thinking about something else. And the best way to do that, if we're outdoors, we, I can say, okay, focus and see. Do you hear, can you hear a bird singing off in the distance? Can you hear any noise at all? Can you hear the leaves just rumbling in the trees as the wind blows gently? Those are things you're able to try to turn the mind off. Mm-hmm. And by turning the mind off of your everyday activities, that's one of the ways we can do it. So outdoor would be another option, but you know the weather is always something that <laughs> I'm battling with. Um, we're trying to do it outdoors. Yeah, especially in South, especially in Florida, whether South Florida, yes. Central West, it's just you never know what to expect here. Um, so tell me, give me some, you know, you know, some tips. So I'm coming to you. I, I mean, I think self care is something we all try and balance and battle with. Um, and we make time for what we need to make time for. I think I've come to the realization that going to the gym is just not a priority for me, priority for me. So I'm not making an excuse. I've just, that's just not where my head is at. However, I would like to have more time for my, you know, to do for myself. So tell me what are some tips that moms can make to have the self-care if they're at home or if they only have 15 minutes to themselves? Yes, and that's the best way. You start with 10, 15 minutes, and then eventually you will find a way to make more time. Um, And I struggle with it still, so I'm still working on it myself. But some tips would be daily. One, One of the things I found that works is that at night, after I get the kids to bed, they have to have a bedtime. Sure. So when they have that bedtime, if your bedtime is at nine, by the time you settle them in, you're looking at ten o'clock because okay, they they thinking bedtime is at nine. I'm gonna go lay down at nine. Yes. By the time you read a story, tuck them in, deal with the back and forth. They're coming back out their room. You're looking at ten p.m. No, for sure. <laughs> that time, right? It's up to the person, but for me, what works best? I jump in the shower. By the time I get out of the shower, I know that they're sound asleep. <laughs> I have an app on my phone. I use the, the Chopra app. Okay. So I usually turn that Chopra app on, and there's a free meditation experience on there. Mm. You, only, you can only access like the first three days, and I replay those over and over again. Okay, nice. They help me. And then once you do some kind of on that Chopra app, anytime he has like a 21-day meditation experience that's free, you'll get an email and I usually sign up for it. 
some days when I do that 21 day meditation, I may miss some days in between because you know life is funny. You try to set aside this time for yourself. All of a sudden, all these other things are coming into play. Yes. That were not here before. Yes. So then you, you like for me, I recently completed a 21 day one, but I missed like for three days in a row. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, I, I I I don't beat myself up about it. I'm just like, damn, I can't even believe I missed it. But you know, the good thing is he has access to it. Um, for a couple and I think that's a good point because I think sometimes we do that to ourselves and not just moms I think it's just human nature if maybe we are trying to make that excuse and we're like damn right you could have said oh like I missed it so it's like you know what? I don't even want to bother because I missed it and it's like no it's okay you missed the three just jump just start where you are and jump in and it's okay and i think that's important to point out because we do do that you know it's like oh well i didn't get to start at 8 30 so why start now Mm, well the whole point is just to start where you are right correct correct and the meditation uh, like for instance that app you can do it in the morning some people are morning people they wake up really early they can do it in the morning for me, mornings tend to be more of a hustle, a rush. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always let's get out of the house on time because the ADO has to be to school at a certain time. So it's a constant. So my energy is off in the morning. You know, my, my heart rate is high. I'm rushing yeah. out of the house, getting breakfast. So for me, in the night when I'm nice and calm, that's the best time for me. And that makes sense too because you also have two children that you're that you're that you have that have different times that they have to be in school. <laughs> Correct, correct. Yeah, so I can understand that. And for me, the morning would probably be better because once I put my son to sleep, I'm, I'm kind of spent. Like, I'm done. Like, I just, I don't have the, I don't, I just don't have that mental capacity to kind of go a little bit further into anything. So for me, I like to get up a little bit earlier and I literally just lay, lie in bed and say, thank you. That's immediate. And then I go into like my affirmations and kind of like a overall thing of like what kind of day I want to have. And I go from there. And that's how I've been starting. And I'd love to go further as far as stretching and things like that from my, what I feel like would work for me, you know? Yes, yes, absolutely. Remember, there's no real blueprint to this. We, we have a guide. We know that we need to take the time. We know we need to find the time. When the time should be throughout the day, there is no set time. It really is what works best for you and your life. For sure. where you are. What you're doing for sure and the needs of your family and what is needed of you so you still work full-time or are you working part-time no i work full-time wow okay so tell me you know i know you have the self-care but then how well i guess you did say that that's how you balance so basically it's once your kids are asleep that's when you know rochelle comes and rochelle's like okay i'm gonna do a kind of jump in the shower i like doing that as well like before i would put my son to sleep get his stuff ready like his snacks and lunch for school and I do things but then I'm like afterwards it's like 10 30 11 and I'm like oh, I still got to take a shower so I like the fact I agree that I think taking a bath or taking a shower works best to do it before you do anything <laughs> this yes that's when my body knows okay this is it I've gotten them straight now this is my time I'm gonna take this shower my heart rate slows down and it's not as rapid, you know, as it was before. So, um, and I'm able to be like, okay, now when I come out, I'm just gonna put my app on and lay there. Nice. <laughs> and how has, and how has since you've been incorporating these things, how has that helped 
you and even like your marriage and with you being present with your children what changes have you seen well i found that i'm way more tolerant um, mm. i definitely have a lot more patience uh than before okay i'm able to recap and recount sometimes um some of the things that i've heard or i've learned through trying to read different books um, on self-care and trying to read different articles on self-care and just different affirmations that I've gone through throughout the days or weeks or mornings that I'm able to, to reflect on and say, you know what, I remember this af- affirmation this morning and I'm not going to let this instance that just occurred or this situation that just occurred bother me to the point that it's going to get a reaction out of me. Sure, sure. And with your and with your husband, how long have you and your husband been together? Oh, we've been together now. ten years. Ten oh years. wow! Okay. Um, and see, my husband and I, we've been together total eight years, and been we've been married for three. Yeah, that's what it is because it five years in between. So for me, I know there was a huge shift in my marriage um, with just again finding my identity i think i resented my husband for a lot of things just like subconsciously you know like why do i have to be the one to be the go-to parent why do i have to be the one to remember to do everything why can't he remember this and you know and i just try and be mindful that you know he's also trying his best and he's got things he has to worry about i am myself i'm always gonna worry about what i'm gonna worry about he's always gonna like of just really trying to talk myself like look you're two different people this is you know, of just, of course, trying to make it work. And I realized having our son, like, really changed that. So for you and your husband, you know, what things have you found even for care within your marriage? And has that transferred over from your self-care into the care and the connection between you and your husband? Yes, it has. So first things first, every time you have a child, the relationship and dynamic between your husband and yourself will change. Mm. Um, there is nothing you can do to stop that because there's a whole other being that's going to be in the picture that needs from you and from him. Mm-hmm. And then you guys now have to figure out how are we going to give to the firstborn and to the secondborn and then still have time to give to each other. Exactly. And to yourself. And to yourself. So, you know, it's a constant, it's a constant scale that you're always trying to balance, adding more on one side or less on the other side to get it where it's equal. Um, they are wired differently. Yes. Um, things that we would look at and say, oh, how could you forget something like this? Like, come on. Yes. You know, their mind is just not even thinking of, it's way over their heads. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, we are definitely two, two different species. Two different, yes. And I think you realize that once you have children, it's not even marriage. Because people say once you get married, I'm like, no, it's once you have children. <laughs> yes. yes, because the, the, the priority for the mom is always the child mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that's not the priority for the dad but it's not the priority in the same way exactly we I think we focus more on like the we're thinking like day to day you know don't forget the water to bring to the park don't forget his like on a constant basis of what this child needs and I've learned that my husband is more on the macro right so he's thinking about our future he's thinking of like more on that kind of level of what things have to be done around the house again on a higher level where I'm just like on this day-to-day grind of like okay I need to wash his clothes of taking care of him does that make sense do you reckon do you see that as well yes 
That is correct. You are dealing as a mom more of the immediate need of the child. Exactly. We can't get to tomorrow until we take care of the need. <laughs> exactly. You know, but in their mind, they're like a year down the road, and you're like, no, no, no. We're, but we're talking about today. today exactly. Today, you run into the park, and he has no water. Yes. <laughs> now, now I have to go get find somewhere to purchase a bottle of water or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So uh, we 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 think more on the immediate need of the child. Um, the self-care does help with the relationship though and again I would reinforce that it helps you in the sense that two things one it gets you to that point where you're able to identify ahead of time before you forget something ah, mm -hmm. then you're able to say okay I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to implement this so that you don't forget is yeah. Something, would it be better if I um, write it and stick it on the fridge or something like that? Yeah, like that's a good point. He's, he's attached to his devices. So his thing was, okay, well, anytime he has anything or the kids have anything, send it to me in an email so that I can save it on my calendar on my phone. Because that works for him. That's how he remembers it. Yeah. Correct. So I do that. And then in addition to that, I copy and paste it in a text message. So he has it in the text message as well. You know, I'm just doing, trying different things to make life easier for us and to make the communication smoother. And I think that's a good point too. And I think you're right. I think once, again, it goes, it sounds cliche, but it's like when mom is happy, everybody's happy because I think it really does. I, I know, again, for me, when I have when I even have the time of it's even if it's five minutes to just wake up with the gratitude, right? Because I think gratitude is important because it does help you overlook the little minutia details that might get you frustrated. Um, so I really try and live in that gratitude because for me, I was realizing I was so frustrated with things that I shouldn't have been frustrated for when in the bigger picture, I had more to be thankful for. Right. And I think that has helped me as that's part of my self care and has trans transferred to my relationship with my husband because then I'm also to have more empathy for him and being like okay he's not you Nicole like yeah you can remember certain things you're on point with your day-to-day -day. like I'm like boom boom we got to do this this and I'm like wow you know and then looking at my husband like I can't look at him like well why can't you because like you said they're not wired that way um so I think yes that self-care does help because for me even and even just as recently because like I said we I felt like we were just on two different wavelengths and I was a little scared there for a moment because I'm like how do we get back on and I realized when there was a change in me it kind of even made him like it, there just wasn't that much tension there that there was before that that like underlying tension that I think he felt from me that I wasn't even, that I think I didn't even realize I was <laughs> protruding <laughs> right right and they can sense stuff like they can sense when they dis like if they do something and they disappoint us oh yes or we feel like but we told but i told you to make sure and do this and they didn't do it they know that they've disappointed us so they're expecting a certain reaction from mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. you know so I, I try my best i do get frustrated at times i'm not saying i don't um and frustration is valid yeah of course discuss something and you didn't follow through and I'm over here and I'm following through on what I know I'm supposed to be doing mm -hmm. we reconvene and then you're telling me well I didn't get to I'm like wait well, what happened exactly this is gonna set us back you know mm -hmm. uh, but I think things things will things never go back to the way they were before kids yeah right so it's constantly trying to 
Oh, again, just fine tuning. It's like having that old radio station that you're using, the long knob. <laughs> just trying to get it on the station. On yes, that and frequency so that you can hear the music. You know. Correct, and I think that's a good point too because. Uh, again with me I was realizing I kept comparing to how it once was and I was like I have to like I had to personally I was like Nicole you gotta let that go like you are no longer that Nicole your relationship is no longer that relationship like there's a third human being here that like completely changed it all and I think you're right it's just finding that right frequency of where you and your partner are at at that moment or whatever this you know this moment that you guys need to be on and that's it there's no too much more or you know to go behind beyond that of looking back into it it's just like this is where we are now and we just need to be on the that right frequency now so that's a, that's a really good point right and one of the things that came to me when i had my son it was maybe a week after i was looking at a photo with all of us in the room there at um, the building center and i realized i said you know something that night in the matter of what that was up, it took us about i went into labor i got there about an hour later i had it right mm -hmm. so in a matter of about 60 to 90 minutes everything changed mm. he came right and he we i birthed a son but he birthed a mom of a second child right? yeah mm -hmm. he birthed a dad a second time dad mm -hmm. he birthed a big sister you know, and he birthed um, us as parents now to a boy as opposed to a girl. For sure. There's so many changes right there. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it's like I said, it's constantly just trying to readjust the frequency. Sometimes the frequency is right right now and everything is flowing between you, husband, and children. And then 15 minutes later, you're looking around like, what? <laughs> because now we're all off. Yeah. We we're on the same page, but now we're all, everybody's I was just gonna say you make peace with it and say okay we're a little off but instead of dwelling on it instead of feeling bad about it, instead of being super angry it's like it's okay let's just reel it back in and move on yes yes so what have you found um so we only have our son and I don't think we're going to have any more children I think we're we're kind of going into that where it's it's becoming a little bit more um <laughs> kind of solidified um so tell me what has it been the differences in raising a daughter and a son and also the age difference because your daughter is what in first grade second grade she's in third grade oh wow okay so third grade yes. and then your son is in preschool daycare correct yes so what has that been like and not just for you know like i said part of the self-care just the difference in raising a son and a daughter and then the age difference yeah so what i would say is um when we had our daughter i had no intentions of having another child mm. um we were happy with her and i was like okay that's great we'll focus all our energy on one child and you know try to do the best that we can and all that type of stuff and she got to around five and started asking for a sibling <laughs> and i kept saying well no you don't need a sibling and things like that um and then eventually i started to feel like you know what maybe we should, we should try for one more mm -hmm. um, because i started to miss the idea of, you know, again remember i had evolved from when i had yes of course him, you know yeah so i started to think I, I want the opportunity to be able to be a parent a mom again to a brand new being right mm -hmm. and trying to put into place 
all these other things that I've learned along this journey from having her to, to this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how he came about. Ah. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's a big difference because she was uh, very reserved <coughs> as a child, as a baby, um, very laid back, very chilled. With him, no. He's if he's here, you, he lets everybody know. <laughs> he's here. Um, you're doing some. He's very territorial. So if I'm around and I'm doing something else that he doesn't want me to do, he'll come tell me no. Stop. Oh um, my! I wonder. I wonder if that's a boy thing because that's my son too. My son is so territorial. Yes. Yes. Very demanding and yes. territorial. Yes. Yes. Dad is around um, and dad sits too close. You know, if that's no, he comes in the. <laughs> So um, he makes his presence known, um, and like I said, very different. What he what he requires from us is so much um, more on, on a physical level, mm, okay. as opposed to what she requires. She wants um, more of that emotional support, even as an eight year old. You know, mm-hmm. um, she wants that. She loves the cuddles. She. She's almost as tall as me now, but she's still, she, somewhere in her head, she thinks I should still be able to lift her up. Aww. You know, so she wants that more emotional um, reinforcement that I am here. He's not taking your space. You are still who you are. Yeah. To me, he is who he is to me. So how, how have you been, um, well, I guess that's really good, number one, that you've been able to recognize how each, what each of their love language is, right? Because that's in essence what that is, right? So he show, he wants affection. He wants, he wants your attention. And she's like, look, just kind of emotionally be there. Just, you know, have that connection. So how has that been of, I guess that's why you need a lot of self-care too. <laughs> because I can imagine of the both, you got to kind of seesaw back and forth between the two. It's a constant, it's a constant retuning again. Yeah. Because you're, by the time I finish give to one, then I hear her calling me and I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. So then I have to put that other mom cap on to go to her and meet her need. Correct. Um, one of the things that I have done though, I've started to incorporate her into some of the self-care. Nice. Oh, that's really good. Um, yes, and she enjoys it. So, um, let's see. So a week, I'll try to pick him up a little bit later than usual from, from daycare, mm-hmm. uh, which will give us time to, when I pick up from school, we come home, she changes, we go, we take a walk, um, just out in nature, we try to notice different things, I'll ask her, what's, you know, where does the sun rise, where does the sun set, do you see the moon, do you see the stars, different things like that, we'll talk nice. about, just noticing changes in nature with the seasons. Um, I love that. Um, Spending time, she um, the meditation we try to do together a couple of times a week. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And but that's in addition to my my meditation time at night. Sure, sure. So, you know, and then in the mornings when we're driving, I try to put on like three to five five minutes of the positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. I love that and actually I think that's so important and that's something that I um, we used to do with Jace more where we would like walk around the neighborhood with him um, and we'll probably get back into doing that but I feel like nowadays especially in the world that we live in um, with our children going to have access to so much more than what we had access to and their friends having access to things and you might want to keep them away from certain things but their friends are going to show them certain things I think that's so important that you're 
beginning to have those connections with your daughter now at such even though she is at such a young age but it's still a very impressionable age correct it is it is um and it's vital it's vital to know to understand the connection between nature and our life yes and nature is what feeds us you know everything we eat everything we consume it comes from nature mm-hmm. so we have to have an understanding for that as well um and, and i think all that uh, uh, one of the things that um chopra has said um when i had read one of his books the seven spiritual laws to success is that we have to stop looking at ourselves as being separate we are all connected mm-hmm. and if we realize the value of who we are we realize the value of other people mm. that make us treat others different it would make us look at others instead of seeing them as a separate entity but seeing them as oh my goodness that's a fellow mom so i know exactly what she's going through sure as opposed to freestanding and it's just all about me it's like no we're all kind of connected and going through the same kind of struggles together right which then would prompt you to to uh have a gesture do a gesture for that mom let's say you're in the grocery and you don't have your kids that day and you see a mom over there and the, the child is having a meltdown and she's trying to get the bags in the car then that would prompt you then to say let me help you yeah would you like me to push the car to the car for you while you pick the baby up or something like that you know mm-hmm. no absolutely it makes you more present in that space of being like what can i do to help you because i know there have been times where was I? I think I was in TJ Maxx and Jace he wanted to get out the cart fine the minute I pulled I put him down he ran and there was the end cap there and he hurt himself ran right into the corner and he just started crying and I had even a couple moms that I was shocked and they were just staring at me like oh because he was you know crying and I'm like okay okay it's okay and they're looking at me like why is he crying and I just felt so self-conscious I was so nervous if he was okay and it was like this one lady that came out of nowhere and she was like are you okay and I'm like yeah I think he's okay I was like but I need a bathroom and she's like it's right over there and then she actually waited till I came out she was like is everything good I'm like yeah we're good but in my mind I'm like oh my god not one like I saw two moms and no one came and not for nothing maybe they you know they did have their children and maybe they didn't want to step out as well but at that moment the looks I I just felt so self-conscious you know and mind you my son got hurt so it wasn't like you know something that was purposely done but in a time like that like I really appreciated that woman and I don't know if she has children or what but you know I was like thank you that someone actually came and wasn't looking at me like I was like an alien because my son was crying correct yeah you know in an instance like that had some of the other moms in there felt more connected and realized that we are all connected mm-hmm. they would have probably been more open to saying you know oh my goodness let me help you exactly How can I help you? yeah for you sure know, okay, so i've had experiences like that before things like that mm-hmm. no i agree i think um first of all i love deepak chopra i heard him speak i don't know if you're familiar with jay shetty no, I don't. So if you find him on um, Instagram, basically he's a former monk. Um, he he was he, he's young, probably like around our age, and um, he decided to by a man coming to speak with him. Just give a little backstory, and um, he became like uh, of so wanting to learn about um, I guess Buddhism and being a monk that at like 20 something years old he decided to become a monk and I think he stayed at like two or three years and then he um, I don't know what the term is but I guess left you know 
being a monk and then came out into, I guess, the normal, I don't know, again, what that, that would be called, but um, civilian life. And um, he actually has a podcast, but he's very like, everything is about like, um, self-care and positivity and no he's he's amazing he has a podcast as well and Deepak Chopra was on there and um, it was really an insight look into Deepak Chopra's um, uh, basically journey from a medical doctor and then how he got into basically you know the phenomenon that he is as far as like really looking into the mental um, uh, aspect of things you know and really co the connection thing so I would check it out if I were you because it was really interesting um, learning more about Deepak Chopra's you know early life and I didn't even finish the podcast episode and Jay Shetty as well um, he's just a great follow just a lot of positivity a lot of positivity um, with everything that he believes in and connection with yourself and um, um, how that connection like you just said transpires with others so if you could I would definitely check it out yeah. Um, okay, so now, you know, it's it's 2019. So tell me for 2020, um, what are some, um, you know, I, I wrote a blog post about like rocking the new year because I had realized that I was like, wow, this is also the start of, a, you know, a new decade. And, you know, just, um, you know, the new year, my husband loves to challenge himself every year. He does like a major resolution that's like, very um admirable like he'll just decide to challenge himself so this year he decided this past year to not have any dessert like nothing no nothing that would constitute a cake a piece of candy nothing um and next year he actually wants to read the bible now that he's older um he wants to really kind of like dive into um really understanding the bible um, so he challenges himself. That's his thing. So what are some challenges you're looking into or what is your, what are you looking to have 2020 be for you? For me, for 2020, I really want to have better control in terms of not responding to things emotionally. Mm. Um, I think I do well with it in the home, but outside the home, I need to be slow to respond slower to respond mm, that's a good point slower yes yes and, and respond more in a strategic or logical manner as opposed to emotionally i i think emotional responses they're not they're you know they're, they're not well thought out um you have trouble uh, conveying whatever the point may be and yes. therefore the result from that is not going to be a favorable one mm-hmm Yes. I think anytime we have the emotional aspect in it, that's when things always go awry. And it's it's never, I know for me, I, I've, I've very much been that way as well, where I let kind of emotions take over. And um, I have started praying and asking for, um, as part of my affirmation of um, pausing. I'm like, please just give me the strength to pause before I think and before I speak and react because yes I agree. And that's not just outside the home. That was also inside the home where I felt like I was just doing these reactions quickly instead of just like pausing for a second right yes yeah so i like that one that's a big one for me um i just continued uh on the to continue really on this journey to to whatever elevation is whatever that means you know you know you're constantly growing as a person mm -hmm. and there you have your mind your body and your soul and just wanting to be able to understand things on every level um, and then put put those things in, 
the practice, whatever those principles may be as they reveal themselves as you're growing as a person. For me. I love that. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. That's a big thing for me, you know, just trying to, to get my mind wrapped around those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they're, they're, once that does happen, I think it's very transformative, you know, yes. of what yes. comes from that. But again, like we started off, it's just making sure that if it's not that way, maybe the early part of the day, it's okay. And you say, you know what, I'm just going to end the day that way. You know, like it doesn't, I think... A lot of times, especially as moms, and I realized that, like, it, I was realizing I was getting to a place that it has to be all or nothing. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I might have started the day maybe on the wrong foot, but you know what? I'm going to pause and I'm going to make sure that I end the day on a better note. Or maybe I started the day off on a great foot and then something happens. But it's important to not let those moments kind of define yes. the, the rest of the day. You know, that is so true. That is so true. And the day is never gonna run a hundred percent smooth. Something's always gonna happen. Always. But it's up to you to turn that around. You know, if it if it went from a positive to a negative, it's up to you to decide. No, no. Now I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna put things in place right now to be able to turn that around so that my day can end on a positive note. Yes, I absolutely love that. And I think, you know, it's so much easier to get caught up in the negative, right? And I don't know why that is. I don't, I don't, you know, study enough or do research enough on that aspect of like the human brain or why is it that we tend to go more on the negative, but it's like once that happens, it's so easy to like feel bad for ourselves. And it's like, we just allow, and it's like, no, you got to snap out of it and just keep on, you know? First of all, I feel like as a mom, we have no choice. <laughs> right. That is true. That is true. And then why it happens, um, from what I know, um, it happens because why we tend to get hooked on the negative is because it's, it's a mind game. Mm. You know, when, you, when, you're, when you realize, okay, something negative has happened or you had a rough morning or whatnot, someone cut you off and then on top of that you went up a gas and that gas pump is out of gas and, you know, it's, it's a mind game. It so is. then if you stay in that spot and you're like, ah, I can't believe, oh, she pissed me off, she cut me off this line, blah, 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 and you're staying in that spot, you're staying in that realm, then the rest of the day is going to follow on that frequency. For sure. But then if you start to think, okay, you know what, that happened, but that's I'm not going to stay there. That's not going to define, like you just said, the rest of my day. I'm going to, we're, we're moving on. That's in the past. From here on forward, we're moving on. It's going to be a good day. Yes, and... And not to give it, and not to give it the power, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Surprise! How that helps. How that you know, it really. Uh, I'm not just saying this. I'm saying it because what I do on a day-to-day basis, you know, and even when I experience, I had a rough day last Friday, um, and by the time the night came around, I was like, okay. It's not, you know, I can tell myself throughout the day it's not going to be that bad and things are going to get better it's okay take a deep breath you know by the time the night rolled around it was like it was like I kept getting bad news after bad news after bad news right mm. by the time the night got here I had my glass cup of tea and I was like okay we're going to end off tonight no more bad news I'm not answering the telephone unless <laughs> it's an emergency you know I didn't I, I'm not a TV person really so I barely ever watch television I spent my evening reading um, with my son went to bed and then I woke up Saturday morning and I was like okay it's a brand new day and today is going to be a great day nice so be over great because it's going to compensate for, for yesterday for sure you know and I had a 
weekend. Yeah. I love that. And I think also, like, I think in times like that, I have a thing of, like, saying, like, the universe is testing us um, in that way, in the sense of, and maybe not, it's it's not something that's, um, uh, you know, that it's like, oh, it's like, it's, like, it's, I don't know, even know how to explain it, but I don't know, I really believe in, like, what we put out is what kind of comes back. Um, and you know whether it's something you want to accomplish or something that you need to get done I feel like when you put it out there it's almost like the universe is like testing okay if you want it how bad do you want it so if you want this positivity if you want this really meaningful um, or to see the, the um, to see the meaningful moments to be present to you know to pause then let me see you working for it right and I think that's for everything I don't think that's just you know oh well I want to you know I want a promotion okay well you know the tangible part you could actually try to get a promotion you could work hard you could ask your boss to do certain things but I mean on a, even a spiritual level like I just feel like it's like okay well then work for it you know you have to do that work to really talk to yourself to not get to not get caught up in the, all that outside noise basically right yes yeah. Law of attraction. Exactly. Another, another aspect of it, um, just understanding, and I'm still trying to, it's a lot to wrap your mind around to figure out how it works. Yeah. Um, again, it's constantly readjusting and fine-tuning the frequency. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's what you, what you put out is what you attract. Exactly. So if you're on a constant, if you're constantly in a negative space, I just feel like it's just inevitable that that is because that's what you're attracting. You know, if you haven't gotten out of it, like, of course, bad things happen and we have good days and bad days. And, you know, we all have um, just issues in the sense of just thing. We have family. I have parents. So maybe something, you know, just whatever it is. Um, but it's just to be important to know that you kind of deal with it, you know, and then you just move on. And I feel like kids are big in, in teaching that because I feel like kids are like the biggest people that we can learn from of knowing to like just live in the moment because my son will be screaming his head off one second and the next second he's laughing and I'm still trying to overcome from what happened and I'm like you know but I'm like oh my god like like why can't I just like he's just laughing and I'm like oh okay so this is where we're at now but it's so like there's something so poignant poignant with that right yeah yeah you know um, and just living in that moment. So, I mean, and I'm sure as he gets older, maybe it won't be so much of a switch because maybe he will understand his feelings more. But for right now, I just find it's just amazing how he can go from zero to 100 and then just be like as if nothing happened when he was like literally crying, like as if like the world is going to end. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and now you're laughing. That was a big thing for me to like realize. Like I was like, well, my husband and I would look at each other. Mind you, our minds are spent, as you know, and we're like still reeling. And I'm like, hey, okay, let's just all laugh now. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, you know, I always say, I, um, I was telling my daughter a couple weeks ago, I said, babies are more geniuses, you know. We, we tend to, we have a social construct that, you know, we should control our emotions based on certain things and respond to certain way. And with them, it truly is very spontaneous. Yes. They can bump themselves now, and like you say, be crying their head off, and not even two minutes later, Oh, wipe eyes and everything is all good and gravy and moving along, laughing and having a good time. Yes. And I think there's something to learn from that. I think there could be a balance in learning from them in that aspect. Yes, I agree. You know? I agree with that. 
fluid on um, and if something else catches their attention and all is right in the world yes yes yeah it's it's yes. amazing that's been amazing to see and i i told myself you got to think more like like him and just be that fluid with life <laughs> yes. yeah. you know yeah. um but okay rochelle so now we get i like to get into this moment where i have my mama questions um just to kind of dig a little bit just they're fun questions some of them will make you think um i had a, a mom on a episode the other day where she was like wow this is kind of hard but i really wanted her to think of who she was as just herself you know maybe things that she doesn't really think about so when do you feel the most like badass where you're just feeling yourself you're like you know what i got this and i'm just and that you're just like i am the phenomenal woman i know i am well i feel like that when I, usually at the end of the day mm. uh, when I know that everyone has went off doing what they're supposed to be doing and we've now all reconvened all together and we're all here as a family unit yeah that's pretty um, special and, you know that's that, that's when I feel like okay we, we made it through today we're all here we're safe we're in sound mind and I'm just happy to be here and around them and I'm enjoying this time because they are at that age where I know where they are. Yeah. Yeah, in that age group of teenagehood where, you know, they're gone and I'm like, ah, oh. I don't know where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, and this is when I feel complete. I feel complete when we are all together. Love um, it. And they're in my presence and we've had a successful day. I love that. Um, so what has motherhood shown you so far? Well, motherhood has taught me to love on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. It has um, shown me how to be truly patient. Mm-hmm. And you have no patience until you're a mom. Yes. You realize you have no other choice but to be patient, you know, with this, this little being. Um, and this is before they can even communicate. This is when they can't use their words to communicate. Yeah, for sure. And the fourth trimester, as you said, that's that time, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that patience. Um, it has taught me to be um, very tolerant and to be open, open to conversation, communication, um, and really explaining to them, this is why I'm doing this. You know, I'm doing this really for you because if I didn't have them, I probably wouldn't get up and go to work every day. I'll probably live life winging it. Yeah, no, it's true. They give you a real sense of purpose. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, what is your okay? So now for Rochelle, what is your indulgence? What do you like to indulge in and treat yourself to? So I like chocolate. <laughs> I do. I try not to buy any um, unless you know I'm really really craving it. Um, but I, I enjoy chocolate and indulgence wise, I love massages. I love to go get like a two hour massage. Nice. Deep tissue. Lay there. And I'm not, I'm just trying to clear my mind. I love that. I think that's one of the things that a lot of moms don't take advantage of is just leaving and going getting a massage. I, I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. I love massages and I'm like, gosh, I should get them more often. Right, yes. Yeah. And that's probably, you know, when you ask me about 2020, that's probably one of the things I need to put on the list. Mm-hmm. I really need to commit to trying to get a massage at least monthly because um, to me, that, that really helps just it helps the circulation mm-hmm. of your body and then it helps me to really really relax 
Yeah. And it's something that makes you happy to do. Yes, yes. Yeah. Definitely. What is your favorite book? Oh, goodness, my favorite. I have so many books. I have, I have so many books I've started reading and I haven't completed. Yeah. <laughs> Time and motherhood and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely reference that seven. Yes, I want to check that out. I want to check that out. One from, that, from Deepak Chopra. I reference that a lot. Seven spiritual laws to success. Um, I go back to it a lot. I have a lot of um, points written out or highlighted in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it's it's a good guide. It's a it's definitely something to help navigate life mm-hmm. in general. Um, and then once you apply those laws, you know you can definitely be successful. Nice. Nice. What is um what is a nostalgic song for you? What is a song that once you hear it it takes you back to a really really good time in your life? Anything by Lauren Hill. Oh, nice. That's classic. Lauren Hill. I can listen to that album. You know. Yeah, yeah. Definitely have some I mean I think the whole album is yeah, the whole album you can listen to anything and it's just yes. phenomenal. Um okay, so now we get into tell me about a low mommy moment of the week. Oh goodness! Low mommy moments would be um, you you asking for something like most recent. Or- yeah, we're most recent. Yeah, I want to really you know to really just be present of something that was like low for you, and then I'll, I'll go into like what was the high mommy moments of the week for you. Not a problem. Okay, so the low would be as like as I mentioned last Friday, I had a really tough day. Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, my eight year old had um, a school event that evening. And somewhere in my mind, I thought that I could pull off taking her to the school event and taking him with me because I checked it out online and they had like a little bounce house area. So anyway, we got to the event and um, the bounce house was not open. Oh boy. They said that, you know, they, they're going to open it like an hour and a half after we've been there um, and it's going to be open for a period of time of like an hour and then they're closing off that area again. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, well, needless to say, the almost two-year-old, he he couldn't go onto the skate rink, so he was having a fit. And everyone was looking at me, and I Aww. felt so bad, because I'm thinking to myself, these aren't just strangers. These are people from the school, so yeah. they know who I am. They know what I look like. They know him. Yeah. And they him having these, you know, these episodes with this meltdown. Yeah. And he's, uh, there was one time he got away from me, he ran out onto the skating floor. So then I'm trying to run behind him, and I was doing this all by myself because my husband wasn't around. Oh. Right. And I called him when I left there and I said, I don't know what I was thinking. That I, I, I don't know why I thought I'd be able to pull that off. Yeah. But yeah, um, it, it was a total flop. Oh. By <laughs> so, well, the time we got home Friday night, I, was, I felt so deflated. I felt like, you know, I, my daughter had a play date the next day, which I ended up canceling. Yeah. Um, and in canceling, that mom now, this is how connection, you know, can, can result in the right action, right? Mm-hmm. So I had canceled the play date, and then that mom now, she responds and she says, she was at the skating rink as well, and she was like, I completely understand that she has three girls, mm-hmm. uh, in each, and she said, I completely understand. Would you like for her to come with us tomorrow to the Christmas parade? Oh. I was, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so nice. So I ended up agreeing to her. The Saturday morning, I woke up, took her to the, that mom's house. They took her to the Christmas parade. And then I spent the entire Saturday with my son 
hanging out with him, taking him to the library, to the park, different things like that to keep him active and just to make sure that he knows that, you know, I am also trying to be there for him and with him. Yes, I love that. So that was a low, um, but it transitioned into a high the following day. Okay, I love that. Yeah, I love the fact that she even recognized that and was like, you know what, then let her come with me and you have the moment. That was awesome. And I kept apologizing and she was like, no, you don't have to say sorry. I completely understand. Remember, I have three girls. They're close in age, which they are. Um, and then she said, so, you know, but they're close in age, but they're older. So her last one is like five. Mm-hmm. Which, um, you know, and then she has a, a ten and a nine year old. Okay, okay, so, yeah. So she knows. Yeah, so she she could she she saw herself in me when she was looking at me that Saturday, you know. Yeah. No, I couldn't have any conversation with her friday night i i, I wasn't i couldn't have any adult conversation because i spent my time running behind him from, from yeah. table to table or all on the floor or wherever he was yeah yeah no that that was where your focus was so that was awesome so would you say that then that's also that was your high mommy moment of the week as well yes i would definitely say that because it ended it ended well in that she was able to identify and because of that she she made the offer and the following day you know i I was able to allow my daughter to still attend the play date, even though I wasn't present. Sure, sure. Awesome. Um, well, Rashad, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your truth, um, for sharing, for being honest and sharing your journey, especially in discussing self-care, which is something that I feel like just doesn't get talked about enough or I should say we do talk about it but there's not too much action behind it um, right. myself included so now that we are coming to the end is there anything else that you got to say or anything else that you want to say to the listeners out there well first of all I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to come on this platform <laughs> um, and be able to, to share my experiences I'm hoping that this helps someone um, to let them know that they're not in it alone we are all moms, we all struggle, um, and you'll be amazed at how much alike we are. Yes. And I'm just hoping that this inspires someone and, and helps them to be able to, to be better and be kinder to themselves um, and be more patient with themselves as well. Love as it. As they, they journey through motherhood. Love that. Thank you so much, Rochelle. Um, and hope, you know, we get together soon. I know you're in Tampa and we never got a chance to really connect, but hopefully we, you know, at some point we get to meet up. Certainly. I'll let you know when I'm down there. I should be down there in the next um, couple weeks. Awesome. All right, Mama, take care. Bye. Right, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and give a review on the platform you're listening on. Tune in next time to hear another fierce mama share her story. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.